to Creativity Quest with author and creativity alchemist Carrie Schaefer. Join me in the quest to track down the blocks to our creativity and transform them into inspiration. Let's get creative. Hey there, creative person. Whether you are actively creating or are thinking of yourself as a creative wannabe, this podcast is for you. We are going to be talking about all kinds of things connected to creativity, Uh, the things that inspire us, the things that get in the way, problems, and solutions and tips. I will be interviewing some creative people down the road, but today is just me, Carrie Schaefer, and my other self, Carrie Ann King. There are two of us because one is an alter ego. So anyways, what I wanted to talk to you today about is fear. It seems like a totally appropriate topic, especially since, honestly, I am scared to start this podcast adventure. I've never done a podcast before, so it's a whole new creative thing for me. And whenever we start a new creative endeavor, we feel fear. And often, even if it's not a new creative endeavor, but something that we've done many times before, uh, even if you're a seasoned author, for example, and you're trying to write the next book, lots of times that fear kicks in. It takes a lot of different forms. The symptoms of it tend to be things like procrastination and avoidance and resistance and overwhelm. And lots of times we don't recognize the fear that's underlying that. We'll we'll just kind of like, I don't really feel like writing today. The spirit doesn't move me. My muse isn't talking to me. I don't know what to write. Or if it's another project, um, I'll start it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I don't have time right now. Lots of times we tell ourselves little stories like I'll do it when my kids are in school. And then, well, I'll do it after the kids graduate from school. Or I'll start this project um, after I retire. And then the next thing we know is we wake up dead and we've never started it or done it at all. So... Um, With the fear, I developed a philosophy a few years back, actually, that I credit for the fact that I am a published author today, that I have a creativity coaching business, and that I was able to actually leave my um, full-time job last week, which frankly is terrifying, but also exhilarating. Um, A while back, I realized that I was afraid to do a lot of things and that I had let fear get in the way and stop me. So I came up with this life philosophy that as soon as I realize I'm afraid to do something like starting a new podcast or making videos, um, then I have to do that thing. This does not apply to life-threatening experiences. Um, I am not into bungee jumping (laughs) or skydiving or uh, anything that involves any physical danger for me. But if it is a creative thing and I realize that I'm afraid, then that kind of seals the deal. Then that's something that I need to do and try. So I think that um, if you're feeling some fear, If some of this is raising or sounding familiar for you, then please know you are totally not alone. That we, most of us who want to be involved in the creative arts do have this fear. I've I've talked to some friends about that. Like, where does it come from? Why are we so afraid? Well, I don't know. Maybe we were burned as witches in the past and there's some sort of lingering TNA. Maybe it's just um, goes back to in the very beginning when the tribe was so important 
Um, if you were different, if you were an outcast, if you were a fringe element, you might not survive because you really needed to be accepted into the tribe in order to be fed, sheltered, and protected. And so if you were somebody who was following your own path and thinking thoughts that did not belong to the collective, that put you at risk. So maybe that still lingers with us as well. Uh, whatever the reason, it just is a really common thing. And I don't want it to stop you from doing the awesome things that you are put in this world to do. So whatever your creative calling might be, anything from writing to painting or knitting or making beautiful food, which is not my gift at all, but I know for some of you it is, what, whatever that creative itch is for you, you have it for a reason. And you make the world a better place by acting on it. So getting in touch with and dealing with the fear is a really important part of the creative process. I wanted to share a little bit with you from um, this absolutely fantastic book, if you haven't read it. It is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, who um, also wrote Eat, Pray, Love, which you probably have heard of. So in Big Magic, she has a section um, that she calls courage. And I'm just going to read some of the fears that she listed in here. She has pages and pages of these, actually. But some of this might sound familiar to you. You're afraid your best work is behind you. You're afraid you never had any best work to begin with. You're afraid you neglected your creativity for so long that now you can never get it back. You're afraid you're too old to start. You're afraid you're too young to start. You're afraid because something went well in your life once, so obviously nothing can ever go well again. You're afraid because nothing has ever gone well in your life, so why bother trying? You're afraid of being a one-hit wonder. You're afraid of being a no-hit wonder. Any of that sound familiar to you? I come up against most of those every time I sit down to write. I've learned to deal with it and not let it stop me, though, which is something that I want to um, help you find your way to if this is something that you struggle with. So I'm going to actually tell you a little story, which I think illustrates some of this to, to a certain extent. So we have a dog. Um, my significant other and I, I call him the Viking, so um, watch out for that because I am going to have little fun tidbits for you from the Viking uh, as we go along. Anyways, we live out in the country and we have a dog and our dog does not like people. He has become very protective of our property and of us and that's fine because, um, you know, and he can be protection should we ever need it. Where we run into trouble is when we need to go out of town and we need someone to take care of the dog because he's not the sort of dog where you can just have a neighbor come over and feed him. There's a long introduction process and everything gets complicated. So we were leaving him with the vet who does boarding and we had this rather humiliating experience of having our dog um, kicked out, really. It felt like, you know, if you have a child sent home from kindergarten, he was no longer welcome. Uh, he was growling and rushing the the cage when um, people came to try and take care of him. So we felt really terrible about our uh, misbehaving dog and we didn't know what we were going to do. So we were looking at kennels because we needed to go away for a weekend and someone I work with said, oh, I know this person, she's the dog whisperer. Just give her a call and she will totally solve your problem. So we needed to go, so we was like, okay. We were a little worried, but we thought we'd give it a try. So we took our dog out to um, this kennel, and the woman who runs it is 
well, for starters, she's tiny. She's like five foot nothing and elderly. And so we looked at her and we looked at the dog and we're like, oh, this, this is not going to be good. So we were very worried. Um, but she's like, oh, it will be fine. I have never met a dog that I didn't love and that didn't love me. So we're like, okay. We put the dog into the kennel and we close the door. We go to leave and he does his thing where he starts to bark and growl at her. And she walks over to the front of the kennel. And again, she's just this tiny little person. She stands in front of him. She puts both hands on her hips and she says, you're not so tough. I've dealt with worse than you. And then she called us an hour later and said, we're now best friends. The dog and I love each other and everything is fine. Well, we totally call her the dog whisperer. And so I think that we need to be like that with our fears. We become the fear whisperer. And the best way to do that is to be like this lady, to know and understand. She knows dogs. She loves them. She knows what they're thinking and how they're acting and why they do what they do and how to treat them. So the very, very first step, in getting past your fears is to recognize and acknowledge and understand them. Lots of times our fears just really kind of want us to listen to them. Um, in fact, sometimes they don't really have, you know, any malice in the roadblocks they're putting in front of our way. They may be trying to protect us. So what can be really, really awesome is for you to just take five or 10 minutes, sit down, Get a pen and some paper and just allow yourself to write down all of the fears that you have. I am afraid, I am afraid, I am afraid. Write it over and over and over and see what comes for you. And then when you're done, this is a really important step. Draw a big heart around all that and write something underneath it like, I accept these fears, this is normal. And just allow yourself to understand that those fears are there that they're there for everybody and not just for you, and that that's okay and part of the process. And then go on and do something creative. So to finish that up, I'm going to read a little bit more from Elizabeth Gilbert um, in this same chapter. So she wrote this. Dearest fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us because you always do. I acknowledge that you believe you have an important job to do in my life and that you take your job seriously. Apparently, your job is to induce complete panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say, you are superb at your job. So by all means, keep doing your job if you feel you must. But I will also be doing my job on this road trip, which is to work hard and stay focused. And creativity will be doing its job which is to remain stimulating and inspiring. There's plenty of room in this vehicle for all of us, so make yourself at home, but understand this. Creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognize and respect that you are part of this family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities, but still, your suggestions will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat, and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. And that's really what I want to leave you with today. The fears are there, they're normal. Acknowledge them, 
and then move on and don't let them get in your way. Thank you for listening today. And again, I am Carrie Schaefer and Carrie Ann King. And I just wanted to let you know, uh, my book, Whisper Me This by Carrie Ann King is actually going to be on sale um, all of this month of November. So if you are interested at all in what I've been writing, feel free to pick up a copy and uh, let me know if you like it. Thank you very much. Have a great day and happy creating.